Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Hi everyone, welcome back to Vacay. I'm your host, Lisa Hamilton. Thanks for joining me again for another episode. Today I am speaking to someone uh, who I am such a big fan of. She is an incredible trans activist. She's a model, she's a content creator. You would have seen all of her videos blowing up on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. It's AJ Clementine. And she also just released an eyeshadow palette. So truly, uh, I mean, we can't even say a triple threat. It's like a, it's a quadruple threat, even a quintuple threat, I dare say, if that's a word. It's truly concerning that I'm a journalist. I don't know words. But anyway, on to more important things today's episode with AJ Clementine, we discuss the idea of a non-traditional holiday. So often vacations are associated with going to an island and drinking mojitos for two weeks and forgetting your middle name. But for a lot of people out there, they travel overseas not to relax, but to get surgery. And I wanted to find out a little bit more about the process uh, behind making that decision and what actually happens when you get to a foreign country and perhaps some of the challenges that might come up. It's definitely a really interesting chat. Uh, I hope that you enjoy it. And as always, my DMs are open at vacay podcast on Instagram. Let me know what you think about the episode. I also wanted to note that today's episode might bring up a lot of questions for people who are thinking about traveling overseas to get surgery. I, of course, am not a professional and am not fully equipped to answer all of those questions with today's episode. So I wanted to forward any of those inquisitive people onto some really excellent resources which are available online. If you head to acon.org.au, there is a wealth of information there uh, for anyone who might be thinking about transitioning, thinking about surgery, any step along the way of your journey, there's definitely a bunch of information there. And also if you just do a general Google search, you'll be able to find uh, so many more resources. The internet truly is a wonderful place to find out a little bit more about these things. All right, let's get to the episode. AJ Clementine, thank you so much for joining me on Vacay. You know, I have been um, such a huge fan of yours for so long, so I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk to me today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's um, it's strange to see you across Zoom because in the past I've, you know, interviewed you in person and we've been together at VidCon. So this is this is new for us. <laughs> it's a new world we're living in. <laughs> <laughs> you uh you came out of the Melbourne lockdown you were 
you were truly in the trenches in that lockdown. How was that? Because, you know, looking on from Sydney, it looked shit. I can imagine it was shit. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was an experience, especially that we got to have a taste of everything going back to normal and then just getting that taken away from us. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was something else. But the fact of now we're easing back into normal life again is so great and yeah, just being able to go and do things <laughs> um yeah. is just yeah, much better now. And I know it must be awesome to actually be out in the open and, and have freedom again, but I think one of um the most the biggest reasons why you have such a huge following is you're so engaged with your audience online and I can imagine that for a lot of people who were feeling super isolated at the time during lockdown not just in Australia but all around the world you were providing this awesome content even though you know probably everyone wasn't doing great at the time but yeah how was that sort of creating that content was that conscious in your mind like I just want to give people a little bit of hope during this time yeah like at the beginning it was very much just creating the content because I enjoyed it and it was just in the moment and just whatever was happening in my life I was doing that or just retelling stories or just turning just situations or experiences and making them a little bit more cutesy in a short form video and just having that create some sort of noise was just so crazy to me because I didn't expect it to happen but I guess you're right like it was the perfect timing for what was happening in the world and that more people were looking to find those sense of um, comfort and relief in social media and TikTok was that one platform that really did make people feel comfort and give them a bit of a laugh because it did that for me like a lot of the time when you're just alone and you can't go and see your friends it's just like it's nice to see just that humorous side of TikTok and just have that instant laugh it's like you just can spend hours a day on that app and I could (laughs) I could see like I could see the appeal and I guess I, I was just doing it for the fun of it and I'm still to this day it's just like it's still new to me but it's it's like evolving you know like any platform it's evolving and you just try and like have fun with it I guess you know Mm -hmm. girl you blew up on TikTok I mean that's gonna be (laughs) one of the one of the nice things to come out of this pandemic right you blew up on TikTok that's nice yeah definitely as as much as like 2020 was a fever dream I feel like that's the main highlight was the fact of TikTok really did boost everything for me and I'm so grateful for that even though all the shady things that come with TikTok it's still I'm grateful that it connected me with the lovely supporters I do have today because not only do they follow me but I'm a huge fan of them as well yeah I mean I literally just looked on your stories did Mia Khalifa comment on your TikTok yeah (laughs) I mean what the hell I was like what um yeah and she followed me too and I was just like girl we friends like what we'll take that we'll take that that. um (laughs) yeah she's such a queen and 
I'm I just I'm still can't grasp like those things happening like Madison Theater as well following me I was just like hello okay um hello like (laughs) she's like which says a huge oh crush she's my crush she's my girl crush um but yeah it's just it's crazy how something so small can connect you with so many people and reach so many people and that could happen for anybody you know totally and I think that's that's a big part of why you are such an important activist um like a modern day activist because you are using these platforms to tell your story and it's you're right it's not it doesn't always necessarily have to be serious like you can have fun with it while still having an important message and I love that um, you're using short form but also one of the the biggest long form pieces that you've created was um, the vlog uh, speaking about your trip um, to Korea with your best friend Bambi and I definitely wanted to touch on that today to explore the idea of uh, in quotation marks, a non-traditional holiday and and what that looks like. So I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about that trip and, and what it is that you went to do on that trip with Bambi. Yeah, so since becoming like best friends with Bambi, she from the get-go told me she wanted to get her nose job done in Korea. So I knew that was going to happen and we were always talking about it back and forth like what we would do over there but the main game plan was for her to get her rhinoplasty and yeah we just went and did it like didn't even think about it then just literally booked our tickets and just said like if we're going to do it then we're going to do it like right now and we decided to do it that year and yeah it was definitely a experience it was her first time overseas and then plus her first like surgery as well so she was so excited and it was just yeah it was so cool to experience that with a friend and it brought us together so much closer as well and I've always wanted to go to South Korea as well it was a reason to go there um and I would have loved to go and go to Japan as well after that trip because they're so close to each other but um, it was just, yeah, I felt like I wanted to go to Japan with Ryan as well. So we'll like make another trip out of that. But it was definitely just to go and for her to have a nose job and for me to help take care of her as well. And just literally spend as much time as we can for the extra week that we did. We did extend our, our trip just to have a little bit of like sightseeing and stuff like that. But it was mostly just like food and shopping, like very low energy kind of things. Because obviously, um, but we were so surprised how many people were walking the streets with like stuff done. Like it's so normalized over there. No one bats an eye. No one really cares what you've got going on. And we're just thinking about comparing it to here in Australia. Like if you had something, a patch on your nose, people would be like, did you fall over? You were in a car accident? Like what happened? Like what did you do? there's more of that it's more of that kind of mentality to cover it up you don't want really want people to ask questions but over there literally people have like bandages look like a mummy and no one would ever look I mean that's refreshing yeah it is 
you guys went to Seoul, yeah, right? Yeah, we went to Seoul, South yeah. Korea. And what was the the reason for going specifically to Seoul? Um, they just say that like it's very, just more advanced with like face surgeries over there, especially with noses. Apparently, it's more perfected, and people just prefer that aesthetic. If you prefer. I guess it depends on when you go, but if you see a certain face and their surgeon was in South Korea, then you're more likely to go to South Korea than if someone got their nose done in, like, LA, for example. So Bambi really liked the aesthetic of the South Korean nose, what surgeons do over there. So she was set on that. And, yeah, I guess that was mostly the reason why we decided to go there instead. And can you tell me a little bit about the process of making that decision? Obviously, you are going to have to kind of speak on behalf of Bambi, but I know how close you guys are, so I'm sure you know every single detail. But is it that sort of how long is that research phase where you are thinking about different countries or whether you do it here? Um, What's the process of contacting surgeons there? I just want to get a bit of an idea about how long it takes to sort of get to the actual getting on a plane and going over there because I imagine it's it's a long time of planning yeah well I feel like yeah, it's a lot of back and forth and all the online communication with like those um web doctor kind of sites where they kind of hook you up with um a surgeon that's the right fit for you um very similar to like when we were doing that for Bambi I was I did the same thing when I got a surgery done in Thailand literally today last year so um yeah it was very much just trying to find the right the hospital that's more convenient in the location like look at the results that they do as well and just knowing that like if that's the aesthetic that you want now that's the most important part of the whole surgery is that if it's that if that's the aesthetic you're wanting of the surgery because obviously that's a huge thing. You can't go back and change that. You only get one kind of like chance. I guess you can have a revision. Like Bambi still wants to get a revision on the nose. So it just shows you don't, can't always achieve what you are set to want. And you can't put your, like you can't put all your eggs in one basket. It's just, it depends on each person. And, and it's okay. Like, I feel like we need to normalize whether it's like, if you're not happy with the first results, then you can try again. But obviously if you're doing it in a safe way that's the most important factor like to always listen to the professionals and if they're saying that you don't need it or you shouldn't get it take their word for it there must be a a bit of fear that comes along with that because you you know just with any surgery and so it is such a huge decision can you talk me through sort of like yeah getting to that decision where you're like "I, i just I'm doing this. I, I've got to take the risk. I've I've weighed up everything, and you know I, I think I've found the safest option here. Yeah, I think it's it's mostly whether you weigh down how much you truly want that surgery, and if it's something you really want, like deep down, and it's not something that's coming from society's standards or what people are telling you or how you. Uh, perceiving yourself and it's just something that you feel will better your well-being and how you view yourself and then adding that to all the research that you've had and then I think that kind of 
meshing together puts you forward to being like, okay, now I'm locking it in, I'm locking in the flights, I'm locking in all this kind of stuff like that. I'm bringing a friend and it's actually going to be set in stone kind of moment. And I feel like that part of the process is really important to understand whether you truly want that for yourself or if it is something else that you're kind of like putting onto your back, being like from society or people saying that like, oh, you got like a funny looking nose, like you should get a nose job kind of stuff because then that's not fair because people can embrace your nose if you, it's just like it's it's up to that person whether they want to embrace it or they want to change it and both ways is totally fine. Yeah. And I've seen um, on your socials today, you are celebrating one year since you got surgery. And I love that it truly is a celebration because that means that it was such a big moment for you. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that trip. You said you went to Thailand. Um, What was that experience like? And did you go on your own or did you go with somebody else? Um, Actually, I went with, like Ryan came with me and he was um, with me when I had the surgery, was waiting for me. And then we like stayed in Airbnb together. But luckily for me, I wasn't, I knew that I wanted to get that surgery done, but that whole trip was actually for this Creators for Change program that I was a part of, which was all about creating a film that talks about racism and how to like deal with that and just just creating a story about that. And that was for my YouTube channel. And going to Thailand was a part of like the building it out and just seeing all the other creators from other countries and their ideas and just learning and workshopping through our ideas. And I thought while I was there to plan to also extend the trip and have that surgery because I'm, I just thought like I'm probably never gonna really go back to Thailand. And if I did, it would be for the surgery. And I've won the surgery since the get go, like since. I went through puberty in high school and it's just one of those daily dysphorias for myself as a trans woman. So yeah, just literally locking in that surgery, it just was something that needed to be done. And I was just so relieved and happy afterwards, even though it was a surgery that I was awake for and that was like scary AF. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was actually kind of like strangely relaxing in a weird way. Like when people hear that like you're awake during surgery, it sounds like it's terrifying. But um, my surgeon had a sense of humor and he was really, really funny. And he was talking to me throughout the whole thing. Like I could still speak, which is, I didn't think that was possible. Like while well, he's like literally cutting my throat. So. <laughs> How so? I'm sorry, but how did that? Because you were get what's um? Can I get you to say the the name of the surgery that you're having? Yes. So the um surgery is um called the tracheal shave. So it's where the surgeon shaves down the tracheal to have a more aesthetic, just slim aesthetic, and that's a surgery that's been happening for like many years. A lot of cis it was actually known for cis women to have the surgery done if they went through puberty and they their like adam's apple developed a bit more because everyone has an adam's apple it's just more prominent 
in men when they do hit testosterone and then some are huge some are small even some men can cut them down to be a bit more small if they're too big or if it becomes like a health hazard or something that is too big but yeah it's a very simple quick surgery. it's not simple but it's a quick surgery that obviously a trained surgeon will need to um do it and the reason why I didn't have it done in Australia is because the surgeons here aren't trained to do the technique where they don't cut straight on top of it and then shave it down so the surgeon in, in Thailand does it underneath your chin so the scar sits right underneath your chin so you don't see it and okay very... and so aesthetically that looks better than having like a a cut right across here yeah. or like a scar there right yeah. otherwise I'll have like a little scar like right here and it'll kind of just be there for the rest of my life but it's you can't see the little scar here like you could like the first couple of months like out of surgery but yeah it's basically gone now but the this the whole this um, incision is very tiny and from the results I've seen of some surgeons in Australia like the incision's pretty like big because I mean you are like going into someone's neck and shaving down something it's like you want some room to to um to move around in there but yeah, I was surprised with the surgeon with how small he worked with to to shave down the tracheal but yeah it was it was an experience but like I said the surgeon was guiding me through it and talking to he let me listen to my music as well <laughs> which all the nurses would like wow. no that's, that's really dangerous like you should you need to be able to like hear what he's saying but like he was he was fine and really chill about it and he he actually like during half of the surgery like he got me to sit up and he took a picture of it and wanted to show me if he wanted um if I liked it and if he wanted to if, if I wanted him to shave more off and wow. um yeah when I saw it I was just like oh that's fine like you don't have to keep going like it's it's fine <laughs> I think that's good were you like I you've done a great job I love this yeah I was just like you don't have to make it super smooth like the my goal was to just have it like just as any other girl's neck like I didn't want it to be like totally like fully gone it was just I want it to be just yeah. as natural as possible and yeah that was my desired result but he did an amazing job at that as well but I couldn't even look at the picture properly I was too focused on the fact that like my neck was literally <laughs> my flesh was open I was like oh, how can you like <laughs> I'm not looking at your results I'm looking at how my like skin is flapping down <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. I mean that that is wild to me that you're awake and talking and it was you were so awake during a surgery like that that's incredible yeah so crazy and his number one thing was to don't eat spicy food for 24 hours and I'm in Thailand so oh, what did you was, eat <laughs> I couldn't eat anything the only thing Ryan was getting me was like the like little rice? sushis yeah and rice from like 7-eleven because all the restaurants no matter if you said is it like spicy and they're like no it's not spicy and it's spicy so <laughs> it was so difficult <laughs> I imagine uh, on that trip and also the trip to South Korea with Bambi, there were challenges that came along with traveling to a foreign country where you didn't speak the language. 
Could you talk through any of those that may have popped up on either of those trips? Um, I guess with the, when we're in Korea, it wasn't that, that what it wasn't, it was actually really good in the sense that we had a translator with us throughout the whole experience. So they have in the, in the hospital that we went to, no matter where you're coming from, they would have a translator. So they'll have, there was like a, um, Thai translator. There was a like Japanese translator. There was a Korean person that would translate each person's and be, be with you the whole time. So they'll be like, you'll be like their patient. And, um, so we had an English translator and she was just translating everything, what the surgeon was saying, what anyone was saying. And if we needed anything, then she would like help us out with that as well. And we also stayed in the building. So we're actually in the hospital as well. So we could literally just go downstairs if we had any like troubles. And I guess it was just more the sense of like Bambi struggled with just the like recovery in general, just the, right. just not being able to, like we didn't think it was going to be that bad. Like we thought, okay, it's just a nose job. Like it's not going to be that bad, but she was really swollen and the like coming off the anesthesia as well. She just wanted to like, stay in bed and especially like, in the hospitals where they'll come and like wake you up at like 6am to check on you and we were just like oh we didn't want to do anything we're like we're not gonna get into the door like uh it was just like yeah they I guess they were just trying to make sure that like you didn't die in your sleep like overnight but obviously I was there that's nice so it's like I wasn't yeah that is really nice but like I was there I was gonna let that happen so um yeah so yeah it was really nice that you did that but yeah we just literally it was so crazy how we just went around and there was no issues like no one batted an eye that we had no like questions or random people asking like we just kept thinking if this was in Australia if my friend Bambi looked like that here walking the streets with her would literally be having five different conversations with different people throughout the day <laughs> just asking about it yeah people are nosy as yeah, hell here they right? are <laughs> and it was just so cool to go places sit down and no one looks at you we're just yeah we're just having the time of our lives and I would live there just because of that just the fact that no one's nosy and they just do their own thing and they're really quiet as well they're really quiet which I love you were staying you said you were sort of staying in accommodation mm-hmm. um where the procedure took place uh, does that mean that there were other people in a similar situation getting similar surgeries and did you make friends with anybody that was maybe coming from other places around the world to have a similar surgery yeah we actually met this girl named Lucky who came from America and she got a rhinoplasty as well in the building she like followed us on Instagram and then like DM'd us both being like I'm in the hospital like what room are you in and we're like oh like let's meet downstairs so we yeah, we hanged out with her the whole time and she had her surgery the day after Bambi so we're kind of helping her with what to expect as well and she was there by herself so it was really nice to go around and explore and go shopping with her as well but um people in that hospital it was like a horror movie like that's how I could like describe it it normalized my brain to see what was happening in like those kind of settings but yeah just 
I was just, I was training myself to not flinch or jump. Like I just, the, the, what you see, like the people with their bandages and like the oozing blood and like all of that kind of stuff like that. And just people walking around casually in their gowns. And I just, I tried not to, I had to practice not jumping at people just walking around with their glass of milk or something and just in their gown. I was just like, hi, you look really good. Like, um, yeah, obviously they're, they're not at their prime. Still got their bandages on but you can't really cover like the fact of like you're you look like a mummy so it's like yeah <laughs> they're just walking around and like some people are still kind of loopy from the drugs so it's just like it was like a fever dream but I guess like I've never seen that in person before so I was just like kind of yeah I was just curious on what people had done like some people had their whole head covered up some people just had like their um their body covered up and it was just like they did lots of different surgeries in that hospital yeah I mean that that's so interesting that you you stayed there so like you know that your hotel becomes the, the place where you're seeing you know these quite extreme medical procedures that are happening and that kind of tells me that you know there's people from all walks of life from all around the world that are that are wanting that that same kind of thing as well I think that's just so interesting that you were staying amongst all of those different stories that you know that ever you know there'd be thousands of people who have a similar story to to you and Bambi like that's it must be kind of comforting to know that all around the world that's there's people like that as well yeah that, that are living that as well yeah I felt like we were, when we were there it was it was it was nice to see that people were there all for the different reasons so it was yeah, it was, it was also nice to hear why Lucky was there and why she was getting her nose done. And it just shows that everyone does it for different reasons. And and people don't need their reasons as well. You don't need to justify why you're doing something as long as you're doing it for yourself. There's no one's business. And I think that's that should be for you and only for you. But yeah, I guess that's just how it is. Like even Even to this day, like I will have people ask if there's like, any surgeries I want to do to my face to feminize it and make it a bit more feminine and it's like I would but for me deep down with who I am I'm more of a person that prefers the more natural approach just because that's just kind of my vibe and just what I don't know I just feel like it's something that feels more like me even when I get makeup done at shoot sometimes and I my face starts to not look like me I kind of get a little bit thrown back or I just start to feel a bit out of place and not really like in the moment anymore and obviously those things out of your, your control when it's like it's a brief and you're working the makeup artist is working for a brief but that's just me I prefer like to wear no makeup most days and just like that's kind of like just my vibe I feel more like myself like that um but again even that in itself it's no one's business and like no one's there's no one's place to say you'd look better with this or you'd look better if you lost weight or you'd look better if you got your lips done or if you got your boobs reduced, you know? It's none of anyone's business and it's only if it's up to you and if you're doing it a healthy way or if you're doing it for health reasons, then, yeah, no one should tell you otherwise. Do you ever get instances where because you share so much of your your life people give unsolicited advice and sort of think that they have a place to tell you what they think. 
Um, does, does that ever happen? Yeah, all the time. I feel like it'll come from all sorts of people. Even like there'll, there'll be trans girls who will say that um, what they did for their transition would work for me as well. And I'm like, that. thank you, but every transition is going to be different and there's no like guide or set way to be like, this is how you should transition and these are the surgeries you need to get. And it's up to that person at the end of the day. And that goes for everybody. So it's no one's place to tell you what you are experiencing or how you feel about yourself. And that's just for you to understand and to grow with because that's how we are as people. And we create yeah. ourselves. We create the, the person we want to be in the future. So if surgery is not a part of that, then it's not a part of that. And you don't have to do that for yourself. And yeah, it's just it just depends. But if you want to go and have a little vacation and have a surgery at the same time, then like do it. Like hell yeah. When COVID's over, then yeah, do it. What advice would you have to anyone looking to go overseas to have surgery rather than electing to have it here in Australia? What advice would you give to those people? Watch YouTube videos of people getting the exact same surgery because there's a lot of helpful like videos out there which will tell you which things to bring, what you need more of, and whatever they say to bring, bring double because you will need you will need it. And yeah, it's like there's no harm in like doing that. And also I guess it's also like another way to know what to pack and what to bring on those trips as well, because that's important. But yeah, I feel like we live in a time where it's like you can literally learn from other people's experiences and that's so like cool in itself that we can just take someone else's experience and be like, well, they did that and now I can go and like do the same thing. Yeah, and you know, it's people like you, AJ, <laughs> that are going to the effort of creating vlogs um, and that's kind of you passing on your information, your knowledge and I think that so many people would be so thankful for that. It's awesome that you, you know, go to all that effort to do that. I really do. (laughs) Thanks, girl. (laughs) Now, I like to do a golden ticket question. And basically, the golden ticket is if we weren't living in a pandemic, if money or distance wasn't an issue, no holds barred, where would you go tomorrow? Japan, 100%. They just opened up like a Nintendo land and oh yeah just that's where I'd go like everything that everything's there that I want to go like yeah just have to go there yeah Tokyo (laughs) is incredible I I was lucky enough to go there um for work a few years ago and yeah it was it was the future I've never experienced anything like that I imagine Seoul would be similar but it's it's like truly old world meets the future Mm -hmm. because there's so many um traditions and they're still very traditional but then it's just like everything you can get everything without ever speaking to a person like touch it's just it was crazy (laughs) i truly thought i was in in the sky (laughs) i bet yeah it looks just it looks like a dream well i i hope that you can get there as soon as all of this is over (laughs) And I know you will. You'll get there. I hope there. so too. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay, so to, to finish off, 
where can people find you um what do you want to plug at the moment you've got so many different things that you're working on at the moment um but i'm gonna give you a little little moment to to shout out all the great projects that you're working on um i you can find me everywhere aj clementine but i do have my palette that's on sale at the moment at priceline and yeah i'm very proud of her she's a cutesy little palette and if she's not in store just ask somebody because they usually have some still in stock down below but um yeah she's still available amazing (laughs) and if you can't physically get to buy a palette then you have some awesome Instagram filters that kind yeah, of do exactly. the same yeah, I thing. Do. so use those yeah, I as do. well <laughs> I do have my fun little Instagram filters as well I keep forgetting about them but yeah there's those <laughs> cool stickers on my Instagram page that you can grab and save to your own camera roll at any time so yeah it's all there and yeah I encourage everyone to go check out AJ's TikTok it's so much fun um yeah I <laughs> I, I check in regularly and it, and it's so great. And also all of your YouTube videos are so informative and, and really I think you're doing such amazing work. So, yeah, everyone go and check all of that out. Mm, <laughs> um, but AJ, thank you so much for joining me today and, and, you know, telling me a little bit about your story and pass on to Bambi my thanks for letting you speak on behalf of her um I really appreciate it and I I know a lot of people will as well yeah of course thank you so much for having me okay well hopefully I'll get to see you IRL soon yes hopefully all right I'll talk to you soon